This is a Russian story. It's a kind of folk tale that is known as a wonder tale, because it's about an incredible journey. As you will hear, it's called the Three Kingdoms, Copper, Silver, and Golden. Now, there was once a king in Russia. This was back in the old, old days when there was many, many kingdoms in Russia. And this king was called Baal Bela, <coughs> Baal Bailanin. And Baal Bailanin was married to a very beautiful woman called Nastasia of the Golden Tresses because she had long golden hair pleated into tresses that hung down to her waist. She was a truly beautiful woman, and the two of them had three little sons. There was Peter, there was Vasily, and the youngest was Ivan. Now one day the queen was out in the garden with her attendants, when suddenly from absolutely nowhere there came a whirlwind, which pecked the queen up into the air and carried her away no one knew where. Well, the king had his soldiers sent out to search the kingdom for his wife, but there was no sign, no sign at all, of Nastasia of the golden tresses. Well, his three sons grew up, and when they were young men, the king said to them, I would like you to go and search for your mother. I don't know where she is. She was carried away by a whirlwind. No one knows where. Will you go and search for her? And the two eldest sons said that they would. Well, the youngest son, Ivan, said, I would like to go too and search for my mother. No, no, said the king, no, you have to stay with me, he, here with me, because I don't want to be left all alone, a poor, lonely old man, without a son to comfort him. Now, the two elder brothers, Peter and Vasily, they had horses prepared, and they took a troop of soldiers with them, and they rode off in great style. Now Ivan was still pleading with his father to let him go as well and search for his mother, but the old king always refused. Now, eventually, Ivan was saying to his father, Luke, father, I loved my mother every bit as my, much as my brothers did. Please let me go and try to find her. It is my duty to do so. And the old king's heart was moved, and he said, All right then, son. I will prepare you a horse, and you may go, and see if you might catch up with your brothers. So he sent him away with his blessing, and Ivan rode on and on a long, long way. <clears throat> now as he journeyed, he came to a forest, and in the forest there was a beautiful castle. So he went into the castle, into the courtyard, and there he met an old man. And the old man came over to him and said, 
"'Greetings, young man. What brings you here? And who are you?' And Ivan said, "'I am Prince Ivan. I am the son of Baal Baal-Anan and his wife Nastasia of the Golden Tresses.' who was carried away by a whirlwind, and I have gone to search for her. Ah, Belbelanan's son, eh? In that case, you are my nephew, said the old man. Come in and be welcome. So he went in, and he was feasted and treated well there, and he slept the night there and was well rested. And the next morning the old man said to him, Take this with you. I don't know where your mother is but I think this may be some help. Here is a bowl. It will take you where you want to go, and it will take you to a mountain. There is a very steep mountain here, and at the foot of the mountain there is a cave, and in the cave you will find iron claws for your hands and feet. Put those on, and you will be able to climb that mountain. And then, well, I hear it's a strange place, so you may hear some word of your mother up there. And so Ivan thanked him. <clears throat> he got on his horse, he threw the ball on the ground, and the ball rolled away, and Ivan rode after it. And on and on he travelled, following the ball, until eventually he came to a camp, where his brothers were sitting, having a meal, and around them was all the soldiers that they'd left with. And they said, Hello, little brother, what are you doing here? I have gone to search for our mother too, he said. Why don't you send all these soldiers back, and the three of us will travel on together? So they decided that they would do that. And the three of them set off following that ball that their uncle had given them. Well, they rode on until they came to a huge lofty mountains, so steep-sided that there was no way you could climb up it. And they were so tall, they seemed to lean against heaven itself. Well, at the foot of the mountain they saw a cave, but it was closed with a large iron door. And Ivan got off his horse, and he said to his brothers, Look after my steed, and wait here for me for three months. If I do not return within three months, then go home. And so he set off, and he went to the cave that had the big iron door, and he pushed against the door, and the door opened, and in he went, and there was the iron claws for his hands and feet. And they flew through the air, and they magically attached themselves to his hands and his feet. And then he went out, and he started to climb the mountain. Now, it was a tall, tall mountain, and it was hard work to climb in those claws, but only those iron claws could bite into the mountain, otherwise he would never have been able to get up it. But still, it took him a whole month to climb that mountain. And when he got to the top, he took off his iron claws, and he set off walking. He didn't know where. Now after a time, he came to a castle, 
and it was a very beautiful castle because it was made all of copper. And when he went up to the door of the copper castle, it was guarded by many ferocious serpents who were chained to the wall with a copper chain. And in the courtyard stood a well that had a copper bucket hung on a copper chain. So he lowered the bucket into the well, and he drew up a bucket full of water, and he took it over to the serpents. And the serpents drank the water, and then they settled down quietly and let him pass. He walked into the castle, and there he met a beautiful woman. Hello, she said. Who are you, young man? I am Prince Ivan. And have you come here of your own free will, or at compulsion? Oh, I come of my own free will, he said. I am searching for my mother, the Queen uh, Anastasia of the Golden Tresses. Have you seen her? No, no, I haven't, she said. But I can maybe help you. You should go to see my sister, who lived, who was the queen of the Silver Kingdom. And here, she said, and she gave him a, a copper ball. And she said, throw that on the ground and follow it, and it will take you to my sister. She is my middle sister. And, she said, I also will give you this ring. And it was a copper ring, she says. In it is held the entire realm of the Copper Kingdom. Well, thank you, he said. But one thing, she said. If you are able to defeat the whirlwind who carried off your mother, well, who carried me off, then will you come back and rescue me Please don't forget a poor wretched woman, and come back and free me, so that I may go back home to the free world again. The whirlwind carried me away, and he comes here and visits me every three months. So farewell, and he said farewell, and he threw the ball on the ground, and it rolled away, and he followed it. And after a long walk he came to a silver castle, and there was many fierce serpents guarding the door there too, and they were all chained to the wall with silver chains, and in the courtyard there stood a well with a silver bucket on a silver chain, and he dipped the bucket into the well, and he brought up water, and he gave it to the snakes to drink, and they drank thirstily, and then they lay down quietly and let him pass. He went in, and there was another beautiful lady, <clears throat> Hello, brave knight, she said, and who are you? Oh, I am Prince Ivan, he said. I am here, um, she says, did you come here of your own free will or at compulsion? And he said, no, of my own free will, I am searching for my mother, Anastasia of the Golden Tresses. She was carried away from our garden by a whirlwind and taken we know not where. Do you know where she is? No, I don't, she said. But you could travel to see my sister, who lives. She is the queen of the Golden Kingdom. Her name is Elena the Fair. And here, she said, and she gave him a silver ball and said, This ball will take you to my sister. 
She is my eldest sister. And then <clears throat> I will also give you this. And she gave him a silver ring. And she says, within that ring is contained the entire silver kingdom. He thanked her. And she said, my brave man, she said, would you do something for me? Remember, if you defeat Whirlwind, will you come back and release me, free me, she said, and uh, so that I may go home and live as a free woman again? I will, he says. I was carried away too, she said, by the Whirlwind. I have been here for three years, and he comes to visit me every two months. So... Good luck. And away he went. He threw the ball down on the ground and the silver ball rolled away and he followed it. And it led him all the way to the most beautiful golden castle. And it shone like the sun. It was so beautiful. And outside it, there were many fierce serpents, all wriggling and all chained to the wall with golden chains. And in the courtyard, there was a well with a golden bucket on a golden chain. And he drew up water from the well, and he gave it to the serpents, and they drank thirstily. And then they settled down quietly and let him pass. He went in, and he found a very, very beautiful young lady. This was Elena the Fair. And she said, Welcome, brave youth. And who are you? My name is Prince Ivan, he said. And do you come here of your own free will or at compulsion? Oh, of my own free will, he said. I am searching for my mother, Nastasia of the Golden Traces. She was carried away from our garden by a whirlwind and taken we know not where. Ah, I myself was carried away by the whirlwind, she said. Now, do you know where to find my mother? Yes, I do, she said. And here, take this. This will lead you to your mother. She gave him a golden ball. Throw it on the ground, she said, and it will lead you to her. And also take this. And she gave him a golden ring. The whole of the golden kingdom is contained in this ring, she said. But if you defeat Whirlwind, would you come and release me? I am longing to be free. I would go with you and go back to the free land. Yes, I will do that. Yeah, the Whirlwind carried me away, and he comes to visit me once every month but he goes to see your mother once every week. So go now, and good luck to you. And so Ivan threw the ball on the ground, and it rolled on, and he followed it. And after a while he came to the most beautiful palace of them all. It was made of diamonds, and it was all decorated with precious gems. And there was hundred-headed serpents, all fierce and chained to the wall. And there was a well as well, with a tulle-encrusted bucket on a chain. And he dipped it into the well, and he drew up the water, and he gave it to the serpents to drink. And once they drank, they settled down quietly, and he went in. 
and he went from room to room until he came to a room with a large throne in it, and on the throne sat his mother, wearing a crown of beautiful gems. <clears throat> when she saw Ivan coming in, she stared at him. It had been years since she had seen him, but she recognized her son. Ivan, my little son, she said, what are you doing here? I've come to rescue you, he said. Ah, well, the whirlwind carried you away, and me and, and my brothers, who are waiting down at the foot of the mountain, we've been searching for you. Well, come with me, she says, you have no time to waste. And she went down to the cellar, leading Ivan down, and there was two tubs of water, one on the left side, one on the right side. Now, she said, drink from the one on the right. And so he drank from the one on the right. And she said, Now how do you feel? Strong, he said. How strong, she said. I feel strong enough to lift up this whole castle with one hand. That's good, she said, but drink again. So he drank some more. And then she said, Now how do you feel? Strong, he said. How strong? Strong enough to raise up the whole world. Ah, that is strong indeed, she said. You will need that to fight with whirlwind. And now, she said, swap over the two barrels here, the two tubs. She said, the one on the right here contains the water of strength, but the one on the length, left contains the water of weakness. Anyone who drinks that will become quite helpless. They'll lose all their strength. So he switched the barrels over, and then they rushed back up to the room where she sat down on her throne, and she said, Whirlwind will be here soon, so quick, hide under my robes. She wore the most beautiful purple robes, and Ivan hid underneath them, and waited. And suddenly the whole sky went black, and the castle started to shake, and in through the door came Whirlwind, and then it was transformed into a handsome youth, who stepped forward and embraced the queen and kissed her. Now the queen had told Ivan what he had to do to fight this monster. The Whirlwind always carried with him a mace. Now, a mace is like a big round lump of metal with spikes on it, with a handle on it. It was used in battle a long time ago. And Whirlwind was carrying this mace. Well, Ivan leapt out from under the queen's robes, and he grabbed hold of the mace. And Whirlwind said to him, Who are you? dares to touch my battle mace. I will devour you. Well, as my old grandmother used to say, said Ivan, this will either end one way or another. Either you will devour me, or you will not. And then Whirlwind was so furious, he turned into a whirlwind again, and he flew out through the window, and Ivan still held on to that mace. 
and they flew over the mountains, and Whirlwind said, I will smash you. But still Ivan held on tightly, and then he flew out over the ocean, and he said, I will drown you. But still Ivan held on to that mace. And after they had flown around the whole world, Whirlwind started to get tired. And so he headed back to his castle and straight down to the cellar with Ivan with him, and he rushed over to the tub of water on the right-hand side and started to drink from it. But Ivan went to the tub at the left-hand side, the tub that really contained the water of strength, and he drank it as fast as he could. Well, instead of Whirlwind becoming stronger, Whirlwind became weaker and weaker and weaker. And so Ivan was able to snatch his sword, as his mother had told him to do, and to strike off Whirlwind's head. But then a voice behind him said, Quick, strike again. But Ivan remembered what his mother had told him as well, and said, A hero does not strike twice. A hero will do it with one blow. And he refused to strike Whirlwind again, which would have brought him back to life. And then he had a large fire made, and he burnt the body of of Whirlwind with his head as well, so that he was burnt to ashes and he blew away with the breeze. Now his mother was keen to be going. She had spent too many years there and was tired of it. She wanted to hear Russian voices again talking in her native tongue. And so, after the two of them had eaten, they went off back towards the Golden Kingdom, following the Golden Balls, led them back. Well, <clears throat> there they met Elena the Fair, the eldest of the three queens, the sisters of the three kingdoms. And she was rescued. And they took with them some of the things from the palace, but also linen. And then they followed the Silver Ball back to the Silver Kingdom. And there they released the Queen of the Silver Kingdom, and again they took things and linen with them as well. And then they followed the Copper Ball back to the Copper Kingdom. And there they freed the Queen of the Copper Kingdom, and again they took some things and more linen with them. And then they headed off to the edge of the mountain, and they knotted together all the linen so that it formed a very long rope. And then, very carefully, Ivan lowered his mother down to the valley below, where his brothers were waiting for her. And then, when they'd untied her from this, they brought the rope up again, and then he tied Elena the Fair to it, and he lowered her down the mountainside. And then the Queen of the Silver Kingdom and the Queen of the Copper Kingdom was lowered down too. But when the Queen of the Copper Kingdom was down safely on the ground, Ivan's brothers said to themselves, it was Peter, the eldest, said, Let us break the rope now and leave Ivan up there, and we will pretend that we saved our mother and these queens. And I will marry Elena the Fair, said Peter, and you, Vasily, will marry the Queen of the Silver Kingdom, and the Queen of the Copper Kingdom we will marry to a general. Now, they pulled at the rope until they broke it. And so 
Ivan was stranded on the top of the mountain with no way of getting down. Now they drew their swords, and they forced their mother and the three queens to swear that they would not tell that it was Ivan who actually saved them and not them. And then they headed off back to their own kingdom again. Well, Ivan wept many bitter tears at the top of the mountain, knowing that his brothers had betrayed him. And he walked back to the Copper Kingdom, and then he walked to the Silver Kingdom, and then to the Gold Kingdom, and then he walked right back to the Diamond Kingdom. And he went into the palace there, and he looked at all the beautiful things that there were, and he was lonely, and he was bored as well. But on the windowsill there lay a small reed pipe. So he picked it up, decided to try to play a tune on it. I mean, anything to pass the time. He was very bored. So he blew on the little pipe. And suddenly, before him, stood two spirits. Who are you? said Ivan. We are the spirits of the pipe. I am lame. And this is one eye. We are the we are the servants of the pipe. Whoever blows it, we we can serve them whatever they want. Well, I'm very hungry, said Ivan. No problem. And within a just a twinkling of an eye, there was a table laid with all the finest foods and drinks. Well, Ivan sat down and he ate his fill. And then he became very tired, and he blew on the pipe again, and lame in one eye appeared, and said, What can we do for you, master? Oh, I'm tired, he said. I would, I would like to rest now. I'd like to go to bed. And the next thing he knew, he was lying in the most beautiful feather bed, and he slept there soundly. Now in the morning, when he woke, he blew on the pipe again, and there was lame in one eye. Yes, master, they said, what can we do for you? Seems that you can do everything. Yes, they said. You can really do everything? Yes. Oh, that's amazing. Yes, we are the spirits who serve this pipe. When Whirlwind carried us away, we had to serve him, but we're glad to serve you. But... You must always keep that pipe safely on you, you know. Don't let it out of your sight. I will. But if you can really do anything, can you take me back to my own kingdom? Well, of course. Well, that's what I wish. And the next thing he knew, he was standing in the market, in the town. And it wasn't that far from the castle. But instead of heading up to the castle, he wandered around, and he met a fat, jolly man. And they got spoke speaking. And the man said that he was a shoemaker. And so Ivan said, Well, can I work for you? I am a journeyman, he said. That was just somebody that travelled around from place to place doing their work. I'm a journeyman, he says. I, I'm, I can make shoes, and I can make clothes as well. Well, come home with me, he said. So he went home, and he produced 
some leather, and he said, There you are, finest leather in the land, he said. I would like you to make a pair of ladies' shoes with those. <clears throat> that is no problem, said Ivan. So the pieces had been cut out and ready to be stitched, and he left them on a table. Well, that night, Ivan took out his pipe, and he blew on it, and there was Lehman one eye. Can you make a pair of ladies' shoes with the, this material? And they picked it up and looked at it, and they pulled faces, and they said, Well, that's hardly a task, Your Majesty, but uh, this stuff, fine material, this is trash, they said. This is only fit for throwing out the window. But the shoes will be ready in the morning, and sure enough, the next morning there was a beautiful pair of shoes. And when the shoemaker came in and said, So, have you stitched the shoes? I have, he said, Look. And the shoemaker couldn't believe his eyes. They were beautiful. Well, he immediately took them up to the palace, thinking, I can get better money there. And he brought them in. Now, he knew that there was to be three weddings held at that castle. Peter was marrying Elena the Fair, and Vasily was marrying the Queen of the Silver Kingdom and a general was marrying the Queen of the Copper Kingdom, all on the same day. So he went up to the castle, and he showed the shoes, and everybody were marveled at how beautiful they were. And he was led to the, queen, uh, to the king himself, and the king marveled at how beautiful the shoes were too. And there, sitting on a throne next to the king, was Elena the Fair, and she looked at those shoes. She said, May I see those closer? And he brought them over, and she held them in her hands and looked at them, and she thought, There is no work in this world that can match that. That can only have been made on the mountain. And so she said, Right, I want you to make me a pair of shoes, and I want them to fit me perfectly, but without you measuring my feet. And I want them all decorated with precious stones and diamonds. And I want it done by tomorrow morning, or you'll go to the gallows. Well, the poor little shoemaker was horrified. He couldn't make shoes like that, and being threatened to be hanged if he didn't. So he went down into the village, and oh, he was very, very, very sad, very down, crestfallen. And he met some friends of his, and his friends said, What's wrong with you, brother? You look very sad. Oh, he said, I've been given an impossible task to do. I have to create a pair of shoes from, with all encrusted with precious gems and diamonds and I can't do that, and they said that I'm going to hang if I can't do it. Come to the tavern with us, they said, and have a drink. So they went down, and they drank, and the shoemaker drank a bit too much, and then he bought a barrel, a little keg of wine. He said, Tomorrow I am going to drink all this wine, so that when they take me away to hang me, then I won't really know what's happening. So he went home, 
And then when Ivan asked them what was wrong, and he told them everything, and he cursed them as well, saying, Your shoes got me into this trouble. Well, I can help you there. Now, the shoemaker went to bed to sleep off all the ale he'd drank. And that night, Ivan blew the whistle, and there was lame in one eye. What would you like us to do? I need you to make a pair of shoes for Elena the Fair that will fit her perfectly. And I want them all decorated with precious stones and diamonds. Well, that's not much of a task, they said. But, yes, we can do that. And the next morning there was a beautiful pair of shoes, all beautifully decorated with precious gems and diamonds. And he went and woke up the shoemaker, and he went, Oh, what, have they come for me already? Quick, give me the wine. No, 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 you're safe, he said. No, th um, the shoes are ready. Ready? What do you mean, ready? Well, there they are. And he went through to see them, and he said, But how can that be? Oh, don't you remember, said Ivan, we worked on this last night. You cut out the shoes yourself, the material. Did I, he said. I don't remember. I must have slept too soundly. Well, he took them up to the castle, and as soon as Elena saw them, she knew that that was the work of the spirits on the mountain. She knew that Ivan must be back. So then she said to the old shoemaker, knowing full well that Ivan could have anything made he wanted. Tomorrow I want you to bring me my wedding gown. It should be stitched with gold, and it should be decorated with precious gems and diamonds. The old man was horrified. He went off down back to the village, and his friend said, What's wrong with you, brother? You seem very, very sad. Oh, it's that devil at the castle up there, that enemy of mankind. She's told me to make her a wedding gown, all gold and gems. I can't make clothes, he said, and she told me that she's going to cut my head off if I can't do it. Well, come to the tavern, have a drink, you'll feel better. So they went to the tavern and they drank, and shoemaker bought an even bigger keg of wine to take home with him. Tomorrow when they come to chop my head off, he said, I am going to drink all this wine so that I won't feel a thing. Now he went home, and he told Ivan everything of what the princess wanted. And so, when he went to bed, Ivan blew his pipe, and there was lame in one eye, and he said, Elena wants a beautiful dress, all stitched with gold and all decorated with precious gems and diamonds. Yeah, it's not much of a task, they said. Of course, we'll have that ready tomorrow morning, no problem. And sure enough, the next day, there was the dress, and it shone like the sun. It was so beautiful. So, the shoemaker, he went and shook him again, and the shoemaker woke up and went, What? Have they come for me already? Quick, give me the wine. No, no, no. The dress is ready. What? But that's impossible, he said. Well, come and look. So he went through, and there was the dress. <gasps> well, how did this happen, he says. Don't you remember, said Ivan. 
We worked on it all last night. You cut out the material yourself. Did I? I don't remember anything of that. Well, never mind, take it up to the palace. I'm sure the princess will be delighted. So he took it up to the princess, and of course she recognized the work immediately. It was the spirits up on the mountain. Ivan must be back. So she said to the shoemaker, half earnestly but half in chest as well, knowing that it would worry the old man, she said, Right, tomorrow I want you to build me a castle of gold out at sea, seven versts away from land, and I want a golden bridge to link it with this palace, and I want all the bridge to be carpeted in the most precious velvet, and alongside the railings I want beautiful trees growing, and in them I want songbirds all singing songs in different voices, and I want that by tomorrow morning, otherwise I will have you quartered. So the poor old fellow, he went down to the village again, and his friends met him, and he told them the impossible thing that he had been asked to do, and they went back to the tavern and they drank, and he came back with an even bigger bottle of wine. Well, goodbye, little fellow, he said to Ivan. Tomorrow I am going to be put to death, he said. She wants me to build the castle, and he told them everything that the princess wanted. Well, said Ivan, off to bed with you. We'll see what the morning brings. So he went and he blew on his pipe, and there was lame in one eye. Yes, master, they said, what can we do for you this time? Is there another task? There is. The princess, Elena the Fair, wants you to build her a golden castle out at sea, seven versts from land, with a golden bridge that links that castle to the king's castle. And it has to be all paved with the most precious velvet. And at either side of the railings there has to be beautiful trees growing. And in the trees, songbirds, all of different voices, all singing merrily. And it has to be done by tomorrow morning. Ah, they said, now that's a proper task. And off they went. Well, in the morning, in the morning Ivan went and shook the shoemaker, and he went, are they here already? Quick, give me the wine. No, come and look. What, he said. And he looked out the window, and there, from the castle, stretched a golden bridge, seven versts out to sea, and there was a golden castle. And all along this bridge, which was all carpeted in precious velvet, there was beautiful trees growing, and in them the birds sang. Well, Princess Helena looked out her window, and she saw the same thing, and she called the king and said, Look, look at what has happened here. And he stood and looked at it in amazement, and he said, This must be the work of some great hero that has come into the kingdom. 
we must send a servant to go and find out. And down at the shoemaker's house, the shoemaker was scratching his head, saying, And how did that happen? But don't you remember, said Ivan, we laboured on it all last night. No, I don't remember a thing, he said. I must have slept soundly. Now I want you to go up to that golden bridge, said Ivan, and dust it. Here's a broom, just brush it. And when the king sends a messenger, give him this letter. So he handed him a letter, and then the shoemaker scurried away to the bridge with his broom, with his broom to sweep. And the king's messenger arrived, and he handed him the letter. Now the letter said, was addressed to the king, and it said, Dear father, I have returned, having saved our mother and the three queens of the three kingdoms of copper, silver, and gold. And I have built this castle, and my brothers had abandoned me on top of the mountain to die. But I have come back with the aid of some powerful spirits who I keep with me. And now I would like you and mother, the queen, to come and visit and bring with you Elena the Fair and the queen of the Silver Kingdom and the queen of the Copper Kingdom. I will send carriages for you. And golden carriages were prepared. And my brothers, I would like to be taken along as well. And I have sent transport for them too. And what he sent was two wooden carts pulled by donkeys. So the messengers were sent back in the golden carriages. And the king read the letter. And he was furious when he discovered what had really happened. And then him and his wife, the queen, and Elena the fair and her two sisters, they all went into carriages and they rode up along this beautiful long bridge towards the golden castle. And behind them trailed the two brothers in wooden carts pulled by donkeys. Now, when they got to the castle, there was a great joyous welcome there from Prince Ivan, and the king was so delighted to see him, and so was the queen. And so, too, was Elena the Fair and her sisters. This is the man who rescued us, said Elena. This is the man who did everything, not those two there. They forced us to swear oaths that we would not tell that it was not them that rescued us. Then they should be put to death, said the king. No, said Ivan. Don't do that, father. I think they've learnt their lesson, haven't you? And the two brothers nodded their heads and looked down at their feet in shame. And Elena, he said, I think you are the most beautiful thing I have ever seen. Would you marry me? Oh, yes, said Elena, oh, yes, I will. 
And, he said to the other two sisters, I have something here that you gave to me uh, some time ago, which I think you should get back. And he gave the Queen of the Silver Kingdom her silver ring that contained the entire Silver Kingdom. And the copper, the Queen of the Copper Kingdom, was given the copper ring that contained the entire realm of the Copper Kingdom. And then, whenever they wished, they could summon up their castles from there, their copper castle and their silver castle. And those two sisters decided that they would marry the other two princes, the elder brothers. But the king said that after he died, it was going to be Ivan and Elena that would rule the kingdom, not Peter and Vasily. And so a great wedding feast was celebrated for the three princes and the three queens. And after the old king died, then Ivan and Elena ruled the kingdom wisely for many a long day.